Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract? fine print or you finally want to get that will done legal shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iheart pplsi does not provide legal representation or advice see a plan for complete terms it's freddie prince jr and jeff died back in the ring wrestling with freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season hey jeff Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. Listen, we've all had fender benders in our life. Sometimes it's even more serious. People between the ages of 25 and 34, in fact, have the highest amount of drivers involved in car crashes. Be careful, but even if it's somebody else's mistake, you can lean on Morgan & Morgan. If you've ever been injured, check out Morgan & Morgan. It's the nation's largest injury law firm. 100 offices and over 800 lawyers with over 15 billion, that's a B billion dollars recovered with over 300,000 clients. Morgan and Morgan has a proven track record of fighting for you to get full and fair compensation, fighting for people for over 35 years. Starting for an entire football franchise as a rookie quarterback is hard. Submitting an injury claim with Morgan & Morgan is easy. If you're ever injured, check out Morgan & Morgan. Their fee is free unless they win. For more information, go forthepeople.com slash Colin or dial pound law. That's pound 529 from your cell phone. That's forthepeople.com slash Colin or pound law 529 from your cell. This is a paid advertisement. All right, instant reaction on the Rams throttling. Got a little close at the end due to a block punt and a secondary lapse. Um, and the Rams' defense is a bunch of kids. You can beat them deep down the field, and the Saints did late in the game. But uh, kind of a coaching mismatch. I thought once the Saints went for it uh, at the end of the half, instead of pinning the Rams deep, Rams had three timeouts left. They held, marched down the field, scored, 10-point Rams lead at half. Felt like the ball game to me. Um, you know, there were two games this week on the docket that I really, really liked. One of them, I talked about this on FS1, was the Rams tonight, minus uh, four, three and a half against Derek Carr and the Saints. Uh, McVay on a short week has won six of seven games. Offensive coaches on a short week can be really, really good against defensive coaches. Uh, they can do little, little tweaks with their quarterback and their offense, uh, an offensive culture, I think always has a bit of an advantage uh, on a short week, especially if you're playing at home and McVay is six and one in these spots, now seven and one. And also, I don't think Dennis Allen's a very good coach. I, the last two weeks, I've watched McVay work 
Ron Rivera of the Commanders. Commanders late game situational football was embarrassing. And I thought Dennis Allen's halftime move right before half was um, a swing and a miss. So, uh, and, and you know, I'm, I go on and on about this, but McVay is having an unbelievable year. If you watch all the motions and all the shifting and all the manipulation on virtually every play, Saints line up, they don't use motion. I mean, most of the time they don't use motion. They line up. They don't put the defense in conflict. It's much easier for a defense to just line up, see what you're doing, and go. You're t the Rams are using shifts and motions and these um, multiple sets where you've got three receivers, jumbo sets. It puts a lot of conflict and a lot of decision-making, throw in some motion. Uh, the Niners with Kyle Shanahan lead the league in motion, along with Miami with an offensive coach and the Rams with an offensive coach. It is checkers and chess. And McVay, McDaniel, uh, Andy Reid, uh, Shanahan, it's a different looking sport. I mean, it's a different looking sport. So, and McVay's had his way, 2-0 against defensive coach Pete Carroll, 1-0 against Ron Rivera, 1-0 against Dennis Allen, 2-0 against Arizona. He lost earlier in the year when the Rams were kind of beat up to uh, Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. But since Thanksgiving, Matt Stafford, 14 touchdowns, one pick, and a passer rating of over 114. And I think, you know, one of the things that jumps out to me is that uh, McVay and Les Snead, the GM, really work hand in hand. And that's really, really important. I remember when Jim Harbaugh was with the Niners with Trent Baalke and they couldn't stand each other. And there's some situations in the NFL where the GMs and the coaches aren't close. Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton, when they were in New Orleans, were best friends. Really matters. But, uh, you know, Les Snead... And McVeigh, McVeigh's got a great sense for offense. They find Puka Nakua um, in the fifth round. And they also go get, here's a prime example of an offensive culture. So Dotson, the interior offensive lineman for the Rams, they pick him up in a trade uh, on the interior of the own line from the Steelers. Steelers weren't going to start Dotson, the guard. He's now the fourth highest rated guard in the NFL with Sean McVeigh. Steelers weren't going to start him. So, and I, and I go on and on about this, but it, it, McVeigh is uh, the preparation, the in-game management. And I think a lot of times that the media beats up on coaches for some clock stuff late in games. It's fast moving. It's fluid. Nobody's perfect. But um, I'll take the offensive guys over the defensive guys every time. And I also think one of the advantages the Rams have, because they don't have good special teams. They're not a Super Bowl team, in my opinion. They're a team that can go, they'll probably end up getting into the playoffs and facing Detroit in Detroit. And I would probably take the Lions. They have more experience. They have a dominant offensive line. Jared Goff is very good at home when he gets on his spot and not rushed. And the Rams' pass rush can be a little hit and miss. Their special teams aren't good. Uh, their secondary is young, got torched over the top a couple of times tonight, first half and second half. That's what Rams' games are. But they've scored at least 27 points, I think, in four straight games. And I thought they should have beaten the Ravens. It, it was a go-either-way game. But we'd seen other teams in the NFC go out to Baltimore, Detroit and Seattle, and get smoked. The Rams went out there and went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Baltimore, a really good football team. So I just think you're looking at a Rams team that has made, over the last six weeks, they are a completely different football team, 
Uh, a lot of it is on offense. Their special teams weren't good early. They're not good now. Their secondary is okay. It's okay now. It's the offensive improvement. Guys have gotten healthy. Stafford's getting time to throw. Uh, Kyron Williams, the running back, small guy, but very powerful and shifty. And McVay's offense uh, is really a ball control offense. You know, you, you think McVay, you know, you think these offensive coaches, um, you know, it's big over the top plays. It really isn't with McVay. He was at his best when Gurley was in his prime and now Williams in his prime. That's really when he's at his best, when he can rely on a 15 to 18 carry um, running back. And also Cooper Cup's a big receiver. Puka Naku is a big receiver. He uses those highly effectively. So I really like what I saw with the Rams tonight. Again, it was one of my favorite picks of the week. This and the Cowboys over the Dolphins. Um, they get a scheduling break now. The Rams get 10 days to prepare for the New York Giants. So that's an advantage. The Giants, because they're on Thursday, then they go to New York. 10 days for offensive coaches is a big advantage. The Giants have a game, big underdogs to the Philadelphia Eagles who are desperate for a win. So a very physical in-division game for the Giants. And then the Rams get four extra days to prep um, on a roll, very confident, didn't see a lot of injuries tonight. Stafford's getting good protection, but a, it was a work of art over the last month if you watch the Rams. Um, Demarcus Robinson, there's another guy they just picked up. It took about six to eight weeks. McVay gets him into the system. Now he's valuable. Puka Nakua, rookie. He was great from the very beginning. Cooper Cup, healthy. This has become a very, very uh, deep receiving core. Then it was one of the primary concerns going into the season. And then you hit on Puka. And then all of a sudden, Robinson becomes a vital player. He was always a hard worker. He played with Baltimore, twitchy, athletic. He was very good in the first half. So it is all rolling for the Rams now. Uh, they're hot. It was a coaching mismatch. They get a scheduling break. And they feel like a playoff team. The team's on the bubble. The Saints Okay, now the Rams have an edge over them, and the Seahawks, Rams have beaten them twice. So things are very, very good. Uh, one other L.A. note, very, very interesting. Keep your eye on the Dodgers with a potential massive, another massive signing tonight. Instant reaction. Let's talk to Chad Millman, Sharper Square. I got a story I got to tell you. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello. Hello. Chad Millman, Sharper Square. I'm Hello. kind of on a heater. I don't want to brag about it. Oh, yeah? How much of a heater? Uh, four straight winning weeks, four and one last week. I had a little bit of an early Denver Bronco, Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, September slump, but shit is rolling downhill now. I'm like McVeigh and Stafford and Puka Nakua. Here's the thing. No matter how successful you are in whatever field you're in, yeah. when you're winning bets, it just like the whole day is brighter. And I say that like, it, it just, it doesn't matter how much you're wagering on it. You just feel good. Last week, at, we, we, we do our podcast on Sunday nights at 7.30. Normally, I am biting fingernails and sweating until 7.29 yeah. because I don't know how our day is going to end because of all the games that matter so much. Last week, we were so locked in. At 7 o'clock, I was doing dishes because like it was like I was done. It was over. And it just... It felt lovely. It does. There's nothing better. By the way, before we get into our picks, I'm not a spender. I don't, I've never had a second car. Most of my cars have been used. I'm not a country club guy. Second houses, however. Those are investments. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not a spender. But I and my wife, so I got to tell you a funny story. So once a year, I take my wife to Beverly Hills for a couple nights before Christmas and we go look at the lights. We have a lovely dinner and we just have fun. It's really a neat weekend for us. And so um, on Friday, I said, you know, I'm going to make an effort here. We're going to go out tonight. I'm going to, you know, go uh, get a nice pair of like, you know, slacks or something. And and so I go to this store and I don't know, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, it's Beverly Hills. You know, there's no, um, no target there right so i i know there's also there's no price tags on any of the clothes no no so i i go buy a pair a couple pair of jeans and they're nice jeans i mean they're not levi 501 nice but they're nice right so i go and buy jeans and then i buy a couple shirts and you know we've done well i'm not somebody who sits at a grocery store and you know or a restaurant counts the check i've done well whatever so i i put it in my pocket you know the, the check yeah. Salesman's great. But on my phone, like five minutes after I buy in my Amex card, it pops up. So I'm walking across the street. I spent $1,300 for a pair of jeans. <laughs> no. Bro, I haven't thrown up since I was like seven. I... I, I was convulsing at the intersection. I My wife started laughing. She thought it was the funniest thing ever. She's like, you're sick to your stomach. I'm like, sick to my stomach. 
I'm not, I can't do anything this weekend. We're going to the Waffle House. I'll fly to Atlanta. <laughs> I'm not eating. Are they 13. stitched in gold? I haven't taken them off. I sleep and I'm getting every <laughs> goddamn penny out of those things. I told my wife, I'm wearing those six times a week for 10 years to get the money back. They're going to be the most comfortable jeans you've ever had, even if and they're my, terrible. So my wife looks at the tag and, she, and my wife kind of knows this stuff. And she goes, oh, Jesus, blank. She calls her daughter. She goes, Colin just pair, bought a pair of jeans. Guess who he bought them from? She names it. And I can hear my stepdaughter howling, laughing. She's like, how much did it cost? A thousand? <laughs> and it's like, up. So there, ladies, and you know, I was, I, my takeaway is I'll get use out of them. I'm fine. But do you know there are people that do that every day? They every go shop day. there every day. Every day. Yeah. It, uh, I once did that before, like, and it, it, I went to, uh, Barney's. I had to go to a wedding and I knew at the wedding, Barney's, I knew at the wedding, <laughs> I knew at the wedding that the girl who was best friends with my girlfriend in college was going to be there. And I wanted to look as good as I could. I was going to be with Stacy. I want to look as good as I could because I knew she was going to report back. So I go to, I go to Barney's, I buy this suit. It's like perfect off the rack. It was well north of $1,300. I had no business buying this suit because I was not making $1,300. And uh, I buy it. I'm feeling good. My wife is making fun of me. She's like, you're an idiot. We get to the wedding. The, my ex-girlfriend's best friend bailed on the wedding. Never showed up. I got this suit. I looked amazing. I never, I, I've decided since then, I cannot spend a lot of money on clothes. Yeah, well, I, I don't look good in clothes. I don't, so, you know, stuff. You know I what just, I wear, Colin? I uh, wear my, my hoodie from the Volume Podcast Network. That's what I wear. That's I all I need. so much. And but I think, I buy, by the way, I might've gotten this for free. You and I are, have similarities. We've done well. We love gambling. We have both have our wives look like sisters they're both beautiful beautiful wife, women. beautiful red-haired beautiful women tolerant women yes and we are adverse uh to big spending although i do look you probably like i like nice vacation i'll spend i tell my kids education and experiences i'll spend yes. on that you know what's not on that list jeans no no definitely not when, when, when my wife was in architecture school and I was working at ESPN, the magazine, and I was making not a lot of money and we were living in New York city and we had just gotten married and my wife who grew up on Staten Island, her mom was a teacher. Her dad was an architect, very lovely lifestyle, but it was not like an extravagant lifestyle, right? I got the credit card after we got married and we're spending together now and she's in architecture school and she had spent like $400 on a pair of jeans. I'm like, what is going on here? And she's like, I, I, I just needed the jeans. Yeah. They just, they were things that I needed in that moment. Sure. I could, I didn't want to argue with it because it was still early in our lives. Well, together. I used to be my, 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 when I used to be a hoarder and um, kind of a financial hoarder, like, you know, sure. my, ex-wife would laugh. You're, she's like, you're going to be the richest dead guy ever. 
And then I met <laughs> Anne and Anne has certain needs and she needed me to spend, <laughs> uh, which is fine because she's beautiful and it makes me really happy. But um, yeah, things have changed. All right, let's go. So good week. I'm going to give you the stuff and I almost know where you're going to go with these, I feel. So I'm going to take the Steelers plus two at the Bengals. Pittsburgh gets a second look at a backup quarterback. They're a desperate team, veteran coach, great as an underdog. They are a cornered animal. Steelers plus two, sharper square. Totally sharp. This was a two and a half. It got bumped down. Look, you have a couple of advantages. One, no Jamar Chase. Two, buying or selling very high on the Bengals, buying very low on the Steelers. Three, no DJ Reader. And that is a huge deal in the middle yeah. of the defensive line for the Bengals. Not only is he great against the the run, he's phenomenal against the pass. So you're really going to be limiting your pass rush capabilities against Mason Rudolph. And don't think like, all right, we're going from Kenny Pickett to Mitch Trubisky to Mason Rudolph. He's They're been there. All the same. They're all the same. They're the same quarterback. And then you just mentioned the most important thing. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin as a dog most profitable coach the past 20 years. Mike Tomlin as a dog at home, Mike Tomlin as a dog in the division, Mike Tomlin as a dog late in the year, Mike Tomlin as a dog off a loss of more than seven, like every category, it starts at 60% and gets up to 90%, no joke, yeah. against the spread. So yes, the wise guys, they're gonna be on the Steelers. I'm not getting the best number at Pickham. I thought it was one of the bets of the year. I'll take Dallas plus one and a half at the Dolphins. I have a theory. Very good teams who are physically humiliated on big TV games come back the following week. It's not just losing. It's being humiliated, physically pushed around. And Dallas is a physical team. Miami's not. Now, I do think they generate since week five a very nice pass rush. That's a Fangio defense. But I think Dallas has something to prove. I think they were embarrassed. I think they're a good football team. I'm going to take Dallas to win by about a touchdown, plus one and a half here, sharper square. Yeah, the wise guys are on the Cowboys. This opened at two. It got, it's been bet down. Uh, there's places where it's one. Uh, you mentioned Pickham as well. Like it, it would not surprise me and some of the, the rumblings I've heard in the market from professional bettors if Dallas ended up as the favorite in this game. So I will say it's very important you get Dallas as an underdog if you like them because the trends start to work against you if they become the favorite in terms of covering. So you want to get them at the plus number. Uh, but for all the reasons you said, like there are a lot of trends that will back up the idea that when you are a team that has been blown out and then you are going on the road again as an underdog, you are the team that people should be backing. So uh, in agreement so far, two for two, Kyle Cowherd. Um, the number's been bumped up. All of our odds provided by DraftKings. I'm talking to Chad Millman, CCO Action Network. Patriots plus seven at the Broncos. Weather could be crappy. Seven's a lot of points. Denver can nickel and dime you. Um, Bailey Zappi is okay. He's not great. But my takeaway is this is a low-scoring, ugly, crappy weather game. At six, I would probably stay away. At seven, I would take New England. That's a lot of points in lousy weather. We've had huge rain through Southern California. It's all moving into the mountains. Denver, Colorado over the next two to three days. Patriots plus seven, sharper square. Sharp-ish. Like, there's a lot better games on the board. There's not a huge edge with the Patriots at plus seven. The challenge for this game is that the Broncos, prior to last week, 
had been living off of turnover. Yes. Luck. That's how yeah. they were winning these games, right? And that they stuff were get- always evens out. It always evens out, except they're playing Bailey Zappi. So what is the formula for winning for the Broncos? They're playing bad quarterbacks and getting turnovers. So what are they getting? They're getting, I would argue, Bailey Zappi is not a good quarterback. Uh, in bad weather, in altitude, in a hostile situation. This is tailor-made to be a turnover masterpiece for the Denver Broncos. Look at what happened last week with the Chiefs, right? The, the Patriots were in position to keep that game close. They come out of the locker room. Bailey Zappi, second throw. He's rolling out, throws it directly to a Chiefs defensive back. Like doesn't even, there's not even a Patriots receiver there. And that is going to happen two or three times in a game. And a couple of those times, at least one of those times, the Broncos are going to catch the ball. And that's going to be the way the game changes. I would not be comfortable betting the Patriots in this spot. I would bet the under, though. All right. One more dog. Ravens plus five and a half at the Niners. They're a bit beat up, but Harbaugh is an underdog. Uh, NFC teams facing for the first time uh, Lamar Jackson. Now, the Niners have excellent linebackers. Twitchy Fred Warner. They should be able to um, be more than competent against Lamar. But if you've never faced him and you don't have anybody in practice to duplicate it, it can be an avalanche. Five and a half is a silly number. This is a very close physical game. Hard to run on the Ravens. I'm taking the points all day here. I think it's a good game. I like the Niners. Five and a half seems almost disrespectful, sharper square. Yeah, so the wise guys are on the Ravens here. I will say I'm conflicted. Uh, I'm conflicted because... A, I've got a decent-sized bet on Christian McCaffrey at 25-1 to 1 to win the MVP. And let's face it, this is this is the MVP ball, right? You got Brock Purdy at about minus 200. You got Lamar Jackson at about 3-1. to one. And depending on the book, you've got Christian McCaffrey is the third shortest odds or Dak Prescott, or Dak Prescott is third shortest and McCaffrey is fourth shortest. So in my heart of hearts, what I'm hoping for is... Christian McCaffrey is dominant and that the Niners win the game. And then the next two weeks, it's just a coronation for Christian McCaffrey. And I win my Christian McCaffrey 25 to one MVP bet. The problem is that everything you just said, Lamar Jackson against the NFC, that's not a sort of quirky statistical it's like 16 and one. anomaly. It's because there's nobody like Lamar Jackson that these NFC teams <laughs> can prepare when they are playing him. Number two, there are like some concerns. I haven't seen the injury reports from today, but look, Armstead and Hargrave on the defensive line for the Niners, when they were missing last week, the Cardinals yep. gained nearly 400 yards, right? Yep. And they kept it close. So, and we also don't know about Lenore. Is he going to be playing in the defensive backfield? When he started to play, that defensive backfield was much better. So I do think there are some concerns, but I generally think the wise guys are looking at this and saying, the public is so high on the Niners and there are reasons to be high on the Niners, right? They are undefeated when Debo Samuel and Trent Williams are playing and they are beating teams by double digits. They are a legit team. I do believe the Niners will win the Super Bowl and I do believe we will look back on this team and think it is historically great for the past generation with the combination of Kyle Shanahan, who you think this, I think this, a lot of people who cover football think this. He's a brilliant coach who has had bad injury luck and not exactly the perfect people for what is an incredible system. And I think he has that. He's had luck on his side for health. Um, But I think this week, the Ravens are probably going to be the sharp side. 
All right, Tampa Bay, let's go to some favorites. Minus one and a half. C.J. Beathard probably plays. Uh, Jacksonville's in a funk. Trevor Lawrence is banged up. I don't think he's been healthy in three weeks. We have to be honest about this. Uh, Baker Mayfield, with weapons and reasonable protections, the best quarterback in his division. Um, he plays with a great deal of confidence and emotion. I think he feels really good right now. Todd Bowles is letting him kind of control the offense. I know he's, they're a favorite. I tend to like dogs, but C.J. Beathard is an average, average backup. I'm going to take the buck sharper square. No real consensus on on what side is the right side here. The Bucks were two and a half point underdogs when this game opened before we had the insight on on um, on Trevor Lawrence. I will say what's interesting here, Baker Mayfield, no joke, he was elite yes. against the Green Bay Packers. Like, I think he was 21 of 28, north of 300 yards, four touchdowns. And all season long, the wise guys have been backing the Bucs. And the Bucs have been one of those teams where for three quarters, they're amazing. But there'll be four or five <laughs> drives in the game where... Mike Evans drops a ball or Baker throws a pick. And like, it just puts the game a little bit out of reach for them, but they've generally played really, really well. Yes. So I can't fault you for liking Baker in this spot. It's a scary spot because you're also backing Baker after he was just as good as he's ever been. I know. Um, but with CJ Beathard, yeah, you're taking a short home favorite. All right, let's go to games I want you to talk me into. So I have... Um... Uh, two rules in life. Number one, don't do math. No winners. Number two, always take a team favored by four because the odds makers are telling you we'd rather do three. That's what we want to do. We can't. This team's better. Rams tonight. They're just better than the Saints. It'll be a coaching mismatch. Now it's down to three and a half, but at four, I thought it was a great bet. Bears minus four to four and a half. Um, I have been betting best quarterback in games, but I think Eberflus is coaching for his job. I don't think Arizona's guy's coaching for his job. I think Justin Fields is is playing for his job. Oh yeah. This is a this is a big game, a dome team going to crappy weather. Um it'll be it won't be a, a blizzard. The weather is kind of unseasonably mild in the Midwest. But I think the urgency and intensity here also Remember last year how teams after they played the Niners, like all lost. We're not tracking it this year as much. Um, and the numbers aren't the same. But when you play, when you play San Francisco, there are repercussions. They're a really physical team. I think Arizona played spirited football. It's a really bad roster. The Bears aren't a bad roster. I want to take Chicago, sharper square. Uh square. The wise guys are on the Cardinals. The game was at four and a half. It got that down to four. I'd actually take it one step further. I don't think Eberflus is playing for his job. I think he's auditioning for his next coordinator job. I think Justin Fields is auditioning for the next team he's going to play on. I think that as, as a Bears fan, we saw what we saw last week against the Browns in that second half where Justin Fields was like seven of 19 for 60 yards and that offense was not able to execute. And at some point, that's on the quarterback and his inability to find the right receivers. And so, and on the coach for coaching a defense that gave up the game to Joe Flacco and had a 10-point lead. There's a stat that we had that we were talking about on the Favorites podcast. The Bears, I think, this season 
or only the last two seasons have had 10 point leads in the fourth quarter six times they're three and three everybody else in the league the past two seasons <laughs> something like 93 and one literally it's like a 93 percent cut you know win rate wow. so there's a lot of issues with that bears team i think that what we got in the cardinals is a team that is just always going to be undervalued and i don't think if you look at the market there's going to be any professional better who says oh yeah I'm comfortable betting the Bears as more than a field goal favorite, which is why the line moved down. Also, don't forget, Kyler Murray against the spread on the road, 15 and five. So yeah. you're talking about a guy who is very good at covering the spread. And by the way, he also covered it last weekend. That number um, was bouncing around. So uh, I, like, I, like what, um, I like what Kyler Murray can do here. All right. Finally, dumpster dive. What's something that I would probably be appalled with, but you think is pretty tasty? I'll say this. I thought about Eagles minus 12. They're bound to win. Yeah, I think, uh, look, in in any other scenario, you're looking at Raiders plus 10 against the Chiefs. You're looking at Giants plus 12 against the Eagles. I'm not going to ask you to do those things. I'm not going to do those things this week. I think there's a lot of wonkiness in in those games. And I think professional betters are sort of divided on really betting those numbers. They're not really looking to do it. Um, can I interest you in the uh, Atlanta Falcons minus one? Yeah, but for, by the way, McIntyre's on this. He's like, that's the sharp side this week. It is. I mean, look, that number, I bet the, I bet Atlanta plus two and a half. And I know what I said. I said, you got to be wary of those games that bounce from the one side as the underdog is now the favorite. But the Colts are really kind of frauds and i don't I, like shane steichen he should be getting votes for coach of the year He's what great. he has done with that team what he has done with gardner Minshew, who i think had won two games as a starter before this season like he has put them in a position but also you got to think about the teams they've beaten during the streak that they've been on have not been very good and now if you want to talk about a coach who is coaching for his job you're talking about arthur smith and he's putting Taylor Heineke back in there also because the Colts' defense is just trash. Like, they can't really stop the run. They were good before Grover Stewart went on his PED suspension. They haven't been good since. They're in the middle of transitioning that defense. It's just not a very good defense. So I think, and also the Falcons' offensive line, which was really injured. They had many players who were out or questionable heading into the game against the Panthers. Back at home, on turf, Arthur Smith going to have to be as creative as he possibly can to keep this team in the hunt. I like the Falcons here. There's one more that I like. Probably not worth your time. It's a corner TV game. Are you ready? Tennessee Titans uh, yeah. plus two and a half. Yeah, well, great. the way Seattle won, people fall in love with their... They really have some really fun young athletes, but Vrabel at home, you know, they're getting, what, three? How? What is it now? Two and a half. Did it move to three? I haven't even noticed. Did it? I, it I'm may have moved to three. I'm checking right now. Um, if it did, all the better. Then go get go get that three because that's that's the game that the wise guys love. And I know it sounds They crazy. like Tennessee plus two and a half? That's yeah. the that's they love it? Love it. Why? Explain. Love? Dude, sell on the team that just had the dramatic win in prime time by the team that just had the devastating loss. Mike Vrabel 
as an underdog. He's 26 and 28 straight up as an underdog, right? Like this is a guy who just wins when he is counted out and his team is not supposed to win, let alone the amount of time that he covers as an underdog. Him and Tomlin are the two guys that wise guys love to cover. They love to cover in these exact spots, like to bet on in these exact spots. So um, yeah, the wise guys are, are digging themselves some Tennessee Titans. Chad Millman, happy holidays. CCO Action Network, all odds provided by DraftKings. Great talking to you, buddy. Great seeing you too, brother. Happy holidays to you and the entire crew. The Volume. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello! Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.